So this is manhood celebrating God's design, and as we uh, go through our message today, we got some uh, pictures we're going to be showing you, um, uh, and for the majority of them, uh, since we're in Father's Day month, the majority of them are, are, are the men of the church, and uh, some you might have some of the, the kids in there with them, but uh, nonetheless... Um, so if you'd open up your bulletin, uh, I want to uh, applaud all the people who joined our church. Uh, Michael Zimmer, who I know is here, so let's thank uh, Brother Michael for joining our church. <laughs> Melissa Pliner, uh, Fred Sebastian, where's Melissa, is she here? Melissa Pliner, uh, Fred Sebastian, Sue and Terry Davison, are they here? Uh, and Lisa Milligan, they all joined. So let's applaud them all. So uh, don't forget that VBS is coming 17th through the 21st. It's one of our, uh, July 17th through 21st, it's one of our biggest uh, outreaches. It's going to be awesome. So if you're a parent and you got youth going to youth camp, you need to go to one of these meetings. If you open up the bulletin, it's a June 25th. Uh, July 8th, July 9th, and July 16th, and I know they're boring, but we tell uh, the moms and dads, make sure you got your insurance card and the kids can't smoke dope or drink beer at this event. I, I know your angels don't do that, but... Can I keep going? Because you're like, oh, my job. Go to Proverbs 12, 25. We're going to talk about uh, what we talk about here at church, and that's God's word and how to apply it, how to get balance in your life. So just say balance because I didn't ask anybody to say it. And yours may be perfectly balanced and it may be perfect. And if it is, you probably don't need this message, but take it and share it with somebody's life who's more screwed up than yours. And it says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Amen. And uh, God just kind of firmed this in my heart. I was preaching it at Moscow and then went home and was uh, discussing it with my daughter. And uh, she was actually in Proverbs 12 as well yesterday studying. And So I'm going to talk a little bit about anxiety because this is something that the, the country's struggling with for some reason. I have no idea. Uh, it's the greatest country in the world. I don't know why anybody would be anxious, but nonetheless, I think the enemy tries to stir that up. Um, so anxiety is a feeling of worry or nervousness, unease, uncertain outcome. Uh, so if you need balance, you're at the right service. And our goal is to exalt the men, celebrate uh, mankind uh, in God's design for our, our families and, and uh, how we are to live here. Um, so let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's bow now and just if you know somebody or yourself that struggles with anxiety, we I didn't do this in any of the service. I just kind of feel led to do this right now. We'll just drop the house lights down just a little bit, um, uh, Lynn, and just, just pray. Just put your hand up. I'm going to pray for you. You don't even have to move just right where you're at. Lord, I just want to pray for those who are struggling with anxiety. They got friends that are, have anxiety or children or something going on in their lives. Uh, that you free them from this, Lord. I know it, they can be shackled and harnessed by it. I pray that you set them free. And Lord God, as we look into your word today, um, I pray that you uh, bless it. 
uh, in the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray for the offering to be blessed today as the basket comes by, and those who give would be blessed uh, so we can continue to do your work here and uh, across the country and across the globe. Um, and uh, we just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So turn the lights back up. Let the basket come by. Applaud the Lord. And uh, just wish your neighbor happy Sunday right next to you. Or turn around and throw something at him or something. Um, so there's two parts to this message today. So as we kind of defined anxiety and we talks about, talk about what weighs a man down, uh, we're going we're gonna, to uh, talk about the good word. He said a good word makes him glad. So we're going to get into the good word. Turn with me into Joshua chapter 1 for the good word. Joshua chapter 1. And, uh, and I want to celebrate how God has made uh, each, each man here. And he's, he's made us to be the provider and protectors of our family. Uh, and that's something I think we ought to embrace um, and be glad that God uh, gave us that, um, that structure in the family. Um, I don't expect my wife to answer the door when things are wild and wooly. Um, I'm the kind of guy that just says, wait in a truck. If there needs to be something that will be handled, God has uh, made me that way. And I think he's made uh, most of the men that way. But if you're uh, struggling in that area, hopefully the, the message will encourage you. So I'm just trying to kind of encourage men, and we believe if men are encouraged that the, the families will be encouraged, and, uh, uh, and so will the church, amen, which in, in turn will change the, the city that we live in. Hallelujah. So um, I love this story, and... Uh, I love what it represents, and I and I love how uh, blunt it is. It kind of gets right to the uh, to the topic here today. It says, "After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant." So, I think sometimes in America, we're not letting little boys grow up into be young men. And I'll help. I'll give you so. Um, so there's 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 Josh, there's Moses, then there's Joshua, and all this kind of thing going on. And um, if you don't watch it, your children can take advantage of you. I'll say it again, like it's a newsflash. Your children could take advantage of you. And, and ask me to say, give me an example. Well, I will since you're dragging it out of me. So a lot of times Brocky goes with me, Pastor Aaron's son, after church, and we eat ice cream or do whatever. So he's in the car, and I said, grab the speaker, and I grab my stuff, and I want you to put the speaker in the car, put it in the back seat, and we'll get going and roll the windows down, and we sing all the way home and everything. He, he gets the speaker, and I, I have the speaker. I, I take it to the softball games. Anybody go to the softball games with us Friday? Yeah, okay. I have the speaker there, and then I have it at boxing just to encourage people and play some music and create some community. So he gets to the back seat of the car, and he says, Uncle Pat, I can't get the speaker in the back seat. So you would expect me as a good uncle to run around and help him. No, uh-uh. 
I'm not that guy. I said, how old are you? He said, 11. I said, put the speaker in the back of the car. <laughs> I'm not done yet. I, I'm, just, I'm not that guy. There's, there comes a point in life where you start to have your children do what it is they need to do in order for them to grow to the next level. And, 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 and you guys can baby them when you get them home and coddle them and all that. I don't do that. That's not how God wired me. My wife will tell you that. So I, I just, I find, so he's there, and I said, I, you know, at that point, after a while you're sitting in the car, you're like, I don't care how you get it in. Just get it in there. Be, be creative enough to get it in there somehow. Roll it in if you need to. But I'm for sure at this point, I'm not going to help you with it. So he finally gets it in. After he sits and he seat belted in, I said, you got it in there, didn't you? So I helped him accomplish. I helped him accomplish something he didn't think he could accomplish. Can I, you want me to keep going? I will. I'm going to. So we get home, and as soon as we get home on Saturday night, it's snack time. That's why he comes. He doesn't really like me, but he comes because it's snack time. He knows we're going to go to snack, snack Haven, Snack City. And whether it's Andy's or whatever, it's ice cream someplace if you're with me. So we get home, and, and, and him and Sissy are eating. I don't know why you're eating ramen noodles. Anybody quit doing that or repent. There's no nutritional value in round. You could eat the bowl and it would be better for you than the noodles. So he, everybody's sitting down. We all have our snacks. So he's waiting on his bowl of ramen noodles. And then he has it sitting on the counter because it's hot because it just got out of the microwave. And he says, Keelan, I can't get the bowl of ramen noodles over to the table because it's too hot. So I got up out of my chair. And did I help him? You figure it out. Put some ice in it, wrap it with a blanket, do whatever you got to do to move it from the counter over to the table. And my wife and my daughter looked at me like I was the bad uncle. <laughs> they did. But after it was there and he was eating on it, I said, you got it over there, didn't you? So I, ha I helped him accomplish something he didn't think he would accomplish on his own. So that's what we need to do as a society is quit doing the job for your children and show them how to get the job done. Can I get a witness from somebody's parent in here? Amen. Uh, and that's, that's kind of what's going on here, Chef. There, there's, there's, a, there's a time when you get kicked out of the nest and you have, watch this, you have to you do for yourself. Right. Everybody's looking at each other right now like, oh. Because you got, you got that child or you know that child or, or whatever that case may be. And, and not, you're not beating up on anybody. You're just telling them the truth. Right. Amen? Right. I'm not always going to be around. So somehow, somewhere, some way, you're going to have to figure it out. And it may come by changing a tire or whatever the case may be. I never knew that it was going to be that hard to change a tire. Did you know that? Some guys call AAA. And there's nothing wrong with that if, if you can afford AAA. But if not, learn how to change a tire.
And I know it's only flat on one side. Verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. So all this land God has given us, it's time for us to go out and take it. Our forefathers knew it. They took it. They floated boats over here. They fought for it. They fought and died. They went into a war. They knew some people were going to die, but they did it anyways. And we need to know that sometimes that's the way it is. If you're going to get what you want, sometimes you're going to have to fight for it. Now, I'm going to get there in a minute. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward going down to the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Some, some people's promised land is just one big step away. They're just afraid to take the step. Or Troy, sometimes they're afraid to take the step because they think their boots are going to get muddy in the process. Here's the deal. In order to accomplish something in your life, you may get muddy, you may get sweaty, you may get dirty, and you may get all kinds of things. But if you're going to go after the things you want in life, you're going to have to work it out. Ask me to tell you a story, and I will. Well, you're dragging it out of me, so here you go. So at the end of the day, we get done riding, and we're putting the horses up, and I, said, I had my buddy with me. I said, let's ride and find out how my gildings are getting around the fence uh, to the mares. Because they're getting in there, and I, I said, I, I don't think this way. So we're riding around, and I'd ride up this way, and we ride down this way. And then my buddy says, he says, look, he said, they're, they're, they're coming across the backside of this pond, swimming through the water, and then climbing up the dam to get over to the mares. Now, these ain't stallions. They're gilded, but they want to be over there so bad that they don't care how muddy they get to get to where they're going. So I know we can learn something from livestock here. In order to get what you want, you're going to have to fight for it, and you're going to have to go for it. So look at your neighbor and say, just go for it now. Just, just, just go, hold on, just go, just go for it. And, and I know the world is messy. It's a messy place. But those who... Remain in Jesus will be able to take the land. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do accordingly to the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand. Or to the left, that you may have what? Good success wherever you go. 
So it doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter how you grew up. It don't matter if you was born with a silver spoon in your mouth. You can still accomplish all things through Jesus Christ and living in the United States of America. Hallelujah. That's what capitalism is. It's alive and well here. If you want something, go for it. You see, I, I, I tell my family this. You'll either figure out a way to do it or you'll find an excuse for it. And I told you before, excuses are like armpits. Everybody's got two. Take a drink on that. Um, I was going to try to fit this in because are we still... We're, as you've seen some of the pictures of the guys going across there, you can identify that guys are far different than ladies. I mean, they, they look totally different. They're, they don't look anything alike. Guys do guy things. And, and you can get, when you get them away from their wives, they turn into like just these. Amen. Uh, I'm going to tell this story and then I'm going to save the other one for Ephesians. So I was thinking about this and I said, the other day I was drinking a smoothie. We drink smoothies in the morning. And then my wife always drinks hers at the house so she can wash the glass out after she's done. She thinks, I know it's duh. But I don't think like a girl. I think that puppy's made to go. And I take one of her glasses. You ladies know that sometimes taking glasses are Tupperware. When I take it in my car, it's like a coin toss if it's coming back. Because if I can't wipe it out with my hand after I've drank in the smoothie, see, it'll sit out in the car and bake like a kiln. And if I can't get her all the way cleaned out, I'd give her a toss into file 13. Because that's how guys think sometimes. Uh, I'll keep going. <laughs> you will have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. So you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then... You will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Like I said before, if we're going to be here, we might as well be prosperous. We might as well have good success. Have I commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So, again, I don't think that Courage is not necessarily the absence of fear. I think courage is having courage despite the fear and you going ahead and doing what God has called you to do anyways, amen? Yeah. And, and, and you may have heard the term man up. That's, that's where it came from in the Bible. He says, act like a man. And we know that the world is trying to feminize men and I just can't get my head wrapped around that. You can put lace on a bowling ball, Terry, but it's still a bowling ball. 
Well, you could put a dress on a boy, but he's still a boy. Turn with me into Ephesians chapter 5. We'll talk about the rest of it. So there's the word, there's the good word I was telling you that will help combat anxiety. Now we're going to be looking for balance in your life. So let's do that together as we look at God's uh, creed for, for the family. And, and I know some guys are going to jump on this and they like to just, mm, just grab a hold of it because uh, I used to back in my early walk with the Lord. So here it goes. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. So after my pastor would read that to me and my wife, I was like, yep, that's what you need to do. You need to submit. And then I said, you don't need to read another scripture than that. Just submit. And when, and when guys come into my office, they'll sit there and they'll go, yeah, did you hear? And they'll elbow their wife. And I go, I'm not done yet. We've only read one verse. We're going to read the whole thing. We're not going to cherry pick out of the Bible to get it to fit our life. I know your Facebook friends do that, but God doesn't. So let's read the rest of it here and, and, and keep things in proper perspective. And I, and I titled this, I, I subtitled this Subservant Leadership. Verse 23. For the husband is head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church, and his body is himself, it's the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. And the guys sitting in the office, their, their face is getting much bigger. Oh, man. I hope she's hearing all this, man. Woo! Thank you, Pastor! Yes! I've even had a guy stop me in the hall before counseling and say, will you read this to her? I said, yeah, I'll read it to her. I'm going to read it to you too. Amen. Ask me to keep going, ladies, and I will. No, oh, I will. Verse 25, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Let's be honest, guys. Sometimes people are hard to love. But God didn't say that. He said, love them. Say it with me, class. Love them anyways. And we know, since we're all adults here, that as you get older, ladies go through all kinds of changes in their life. Let's just, let's just be honest. Guys will never go through this. So we know that the, they're, biologically, women are far different than men, regardless of what the woke society says. The guy that puts on a dress will never experience hot flashes. <laughs> look, at you, look at your husband and just say true that. You're waiting for me to touch it and I'm not going to. But it, they go through all things in their life, and, and I can't, I try to sympathize with it, but I can't because I'm not a girl. But I'm, I'm called to love her anyways. Called to love her anyways. So I think, I think when, when we start to teach about the differences between men and women and, 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 and trying to appease all these people in this woke society, they're never going to understand stuff like this until they turn to the Lord. Amen. I'm going to keep reading if you don't mind. We're, we're, we're try, what we're trying to do, Elizabeth, we're trying to get balance back in the life. 
We're just trying to bring. And, and if you don't like it, take it up with the author. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just reading it. Some people are like, oh, man, it was pretty hard. It's, it's the Bible. It's God's love letter to his people. He's trying to get you to get your families in order and celebrate who you are. Guys, thank God you're married to that lady. Uh, I'm going to go back. Let me read back through 25. Husbands, love your wives because this is a tandem with 5-2. And I think me and Mike Sr. kind of covered this on the show, but we'll, we'll preach on it a little bit. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself. So that means Jesus died for the church. And I need, my wife and my family and my daughter need to know that I would lay my life down for my family. That, that's a give me. That's a, serving my family is very easy for me. It's very natural. Being a protector is very natural. Not just in my family, but in my church and wherever I go. I'm a protector. That's how God wired me. My wife doesn't expect me to do girly things and vice versa. And she doesn't do manly things. Verse 26, that he may sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Uh, So just so you know, if your daughter is dating a boy, you need to be testing him and watching him how he interacts with your daughter. He needs to know that. So every once in a while, when my daughter's boyfriend's in town, I go sit by him. I just go sit by him. I make him extremely nervous. Extremely nervous. But I promise you, that young man knows my expectations for my daughter. There's a... I, I, well, listen to me very carefully before you leave here. I don't mince words with the people who date my daughter. I don't, I don't soft pedal it. I don't try to be his pal. We have no, nothing in common other than us being males. He's, he's 28 and I'm 59. I got socks older than that boy. Amen. So my, my job is to be the dad and the parent and the grandpa and all that kind of stuff. And that's your job as a daddy and a grandpa and all that. You don't need to be, David, you don't need to be friends with all them kids that come around there. Your job is to be the daddy and the grandpa. And if they don't like it, tell them to go to somebody else's house. When you buy your own, you can run it how you want. But my daughter won't live there with you. This is stuff that has to be taken out of the walls of this church and implemented inside these families. And if it doesn't, this, this society that's out there that is broken will end up taking it, taking it over. But I can tell you this right now, Lupke, it won't be on my watch. And it won't be out of this church. All right, let's keep going. Verse 27. Uh, so that he may present the church to himself in splendor without the spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish in the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. And I got to talk to you about this because this is an issue with guys. Regardless of how old they get, Dave, they still think that they got it. <laughs> Ladies, you don't know this, but a guy can walk by a mirror and he'll stop and just kind of... 
do this with me and get it over. What's up? A, d- a dude will do this forever. You know, he'll kind of, he might, you know, if somebody says something about him, he might give you the. Kids told me this was swole. <laughs> I didn't know what that was, swole. Amen? Just do this. He loves his own body. He who loves his wife loves himself for no one has ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes just as Christ does the church. Now, there's some truth to this. In order for a man to take care of his family, the man has to take care of himself so he can do this. So he needs to be praying for himself first so he can take care of his family, take care of his church, and take care of the city that he lives in. Because we are all members of his body, therefore, (laughs) this is going to get in the way. Rise up and I'll just give this to you. I want to make sure you're standing up. We forgot about this burger. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. Now, I'm not getting any amens yet, but I will. And the two shall become one flesh. So when God made the two people in the Garden of Eden, guess who they were? One was a male and one was a female. There was clear cut back then and it should be to this day. And it's... And let, let me finish this, and I'll, I'll ask Miss Carol to come forward. I got I got two things I want to share with you before we before we do this altar call. And I'm just going to read two verses here. It's it's five one and two, and this this is tandem with the five twenty five. So if you're a, if you're a theologian and you study the Bible from five two to five twenty five, but I'm starting with one. Therefore, so I'm bringing balance to your life and my life, and you can bring the lights down a little. And therefore, be imitators of God. Wherever I go, I need to be an imitator of God. Now, sometimes I wouldn't like to be because I'd like to act out in the flesh. But he doesn't care about what my feelings are. We're, we're running around in society. Everybody's worried about everybody's feelings. How do you feel, Mike? How do you, how do you feel? How do you, he don't care. God's worried about your character. Be imitators of God, even if you don't feel like it. He says, as beloved children, that's how we're supposed to act. And then what does it say after that class? It says, and walk in love. As Christ loved us and gave himself up as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Let me bring this thing together as we celebrate how God has made us. Walk in love. Say that with me, walk in love. Walk in love, walk in love. So that, that's going to get in the way. Every time I want to act out in the flesh, Dave, the Bible gets in the way. I'd like to act out like you. And you'd like to act out like the world. But you can't do it because the Word of God and His Holy Spirit is restricting you from being spiritually stupid. And there's a, there's a Greek word for it, but I don't know what it was. See, if you raise yourself 
in Christ and raise your family in Christ, you're going to live in balance that you didn't think you could have. I never thought I could have balance in my life. I never thought I could. I thought every, I was an extremist. Everything I did was an extreme. I had to be extreme. Oh, it doesn't. That's why God gave me a wife. She, and, and, that's, and guys, that's why God gave you a wife to slow you down so you don't have 19 pickup trucks and seven motorcycles. <laughs> because if you think there's an iota of credit left on the card, don't look at me like that. You know you would have bought it. She's there to straighten out the part of your brain that doesn't work well. Just look at him now, ladies. Say, what the heck are you thinking? Amen. It's okay. I'm, I'm cool with living in balance because I, I, my wife's got to hold me back sometimes, and I'm hard to hold back. I'll guarantee it. She said, are you, and she says this weekly. She said, are you crazy? She says that weekly. It's not that I'm crazy. It's just I'm full of the Holy Spirit and testosterone. Well, that's a good combination. And that's what we're here to celebrate today is, is how God made us in the design. So I'm asking you the question that I ask every Sunday, every Saturday. And I'm looking at all them pictures too like y'all are looking at them. You know, if you can get your guy to hang around another Christian man, it may not solve all the world problems, but it says he'll get sharper. He'll get sharper. We'll, we'll hold him accountable. We start talking about crazy things. I'll go, hey, man, hey, hey. And me and my friend's out there riding around out there at the farm. He said, man, I'm glad I'm out here. He said, and then when he said, when I leave here, can I go to church with you? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Man, I... So just getting with guys and, and, and sharpening each other, that's a cool thing to do. So I'm going to pray for you. I'm not trying to scare you here or anything, but time's running out a little bit. It is a little bit. So I'm going I'm to I'm go out and do the best job I can today. I'm going to pray for you. So Lord, my prayer is, is for the unsaved today. And there may be somebody in this church building somewhere that ain't born again, Lord. I pray that they come on a bended knee and receive the gift of salvation that only you can give. And in my other prayers is for the saints that are here that are looking for balance, that they'll open your word daily and start to live out this life plan. And Lord God, when the roll's called up yonder, we'll know that our name's in the book because we put our trust in you. And we give you the glory for that salvation. And we pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus today. 
And this church said amen.